The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. A very busy show between now and 7 o'clock. If you want to comment on any of the stories we're covering today, text or WhatsApp 087 4100 102. But let's start off today with a commitment from the government to extend the free school meal scheme. From September, all those in DESH schools will be provided with free hot meals. And the goal is that by the end of this decade, all primary school children will be given free hot meals every day. Uh, it was launched today by the Minister for Social Protection, Heather Humphreys, who joins us on the line. Now, Minister, I'm sure there'll be many parents who will welcome the extension that's coming in September to all of the DESH schools. It's a very short time. It's only, what, six months before the start of the next school year. How will this plan be implemented? Yeah, well, I'm absolutely delighted to to announce the expansion of the hot school meals. I'm a very strong believer uh, in the benefits that a child gets when they get a hot meal uh, in in the middle of the day. I believe it's worth its weight in gold. It does wonders for their well-being, their concentration, their physical and their mental health. Uh, And for some children, that hot lunch may be the only nutritional meal they actually receive during the day. And uh, I'm absolutely committed to, to rolling it out. We currently started about two and a half years ago there was about 30 on a pilot scheme 30 schools received the hot school meals program we've increased that uh, to 500 and earlier uh, last month i uh, i expanded it to all primary desh schools so that means that uh, we're working with the desh schools the primary schools and by the end of this year we hope to have uh, just over a thousand schools uh, on the hot school meals program and i'm also including special schools as well, uh, so they'll be included, so they'll get their hot school meal um, pro- provided for them uh, in uh, during during their school day. So, uh, and that's, that's, my focus is on um, the primary schools uh, at the minute, and what I want to do then come next year is start to roll out on a phased basis a hot school meal to all primary school children, and uh, I expect and I hope to be able to do that say over a period of approximately four years. So we'll do it, we'll do it gradually uh, because there's about 2,100 schools. It took me about two years to get up to 1,000. So uh, realistically then, probably about uh, another uh, two years per 1,000 schools. And uh, I want to see every child uh, get that hot school meal that's going to primary school. And in particular, those children who are born today, tomorrow, next week, they will, when they go to school, primary school, they will get the benefit of a hot school meal. Minister, the report that you had carried out on the plan so far, and it's very it's very complimentary about what has happened, but they are looking at some issues that may affect the rollout over the coming years. And they say, look, a lot of schools in Ireland aren't have aren't don't have the facilities for hot school meals. There's also additional costs being borne by the school that you're not taking into account. So do you have to redesign this scheme as it is? No, I think uh, I was out in uh, St. David's School in Artane today and the, the, school, the meals are delivered. They're hot. They're in uh, packaging that keeps them hot. Uh, they're, they're dropped into each classroom. And I can tell you, uh, when I saw the children there receiving that school meal, the smile on their face and they, they, they thoroughly enjoyed it. 
uh, there's a range of different uh, Oh, I know that, uh, and, nobody is, and, and nobody is doubting yeah. the success it's having. It's the expansion of it. And as I said, there are report, the report you have had carried out by RSM Ireland said, look, a lot of the schools don't have some of the facilities they would need to extend it to all their pupils over the next couple of years. And in addition to the cost of the meal, there's other costs for the schools that they're having to bear themselves and also in some cases charging parents. Yeah, well, the, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the parents shouldn't have to pay for the school meals that we are providing. The second thing is, if there's are, there are issues, we can, we can iron out those issues and deal with them. The point here is, I saw a school where there's 300 children going to it, a primary school. Uh, there was a, a one particular person that works there. He delivered the, the schools uh, or the meals into each classroom. And like we're talking about 300 children. Uh, and then when they were finished, uh, they all gathered them up. The empty, and I might say empty packaging, and there was just one little tinfoil uh, packaging, and uh, they were all uh, nice and neatly put away for recycling. And that was it. There's no, there wasn't a huge amount of work, and I have to say the principal uh, there, um, uh, um, Mr. Moore, he said that it makes a huge difference to the children, and he said it's well worth it. I was speaking to another teacher who said this is the game changer for young children because it helps them to perform better and it, it, it gives them a, nutri- a, a, a dinner that is uh, full of nutrition and it's the right thing to do. So I'm very committed to it. I spoke to parents. We consulted them in terms of this uh, report that was carried out by RSM. We spoke to the parents. We spoke to the teachers. And most importantly, we spoke to the children and they all said this is what we want. So if there are challenges in some schools, and I'm happy to work with them to overcome them. But the main thing is, is that children benefit from this hot school meal. As you said, this may be the only hot meal some children out there will get over the course of a day. But what happens during the school holidays? Yeah, well, this is another issue that uh, has been mentioned to me. Again, uh, uh, we, we, you know, we will look at that down the road. But my plan is now is to get this up and running. I'm working first of all on the the primary schools, and then we will look to move into the the secondary schools. Currently, uh, for secondary schools, there's 235 uh, schools that are uh, designated as DESH schools, and they are all getting a school meals program. So a school meals program can make up different things. You can have a breakfast, or you can have a cold lunch, or you can have a dinner option. And some schools, uh, a lot of secondary schools, have kitchen and canteen facilities and they're able to get the dinner option and they're able to cook the dinner on site. Now, for some, that may not be possible. But again, uh, there are challenges. If there are, we'll overcome them because the bottom line here is I want to see the children getting the hot school meal and I know the parents wanted to. I was uh, a mother of young children uh, at one stage as well and I know the torture it is trying to get a lunch especially into a primary school child that they're going to eat because nine out of ten times no matter what you put in that lunchbox it comes back to you and uh, this means if you saw the children today they were all eating the school meal and the good thing was they had actually engaged with the providers in that school and the people who are supplying uh, the meals into the school and they had a conversation with them and the children brought forward suggestions on how they could uh, improve uh, the nutrition value of the meal and they all worked with them. So I can t- I really was on impressed. The, yeah, and when I was just out on in that the, school... Just yeah. on the suppliers, Minister, you've announced today as well that you're increase, increasing the amount of money suppliers will be able to be charged for supplying these meals. Is that a recognition that perhaps was the quality not good enough in the past? 
No, the quality has been very good and I really want to commend the suppliers because they've worked very closely with my department over the last number of years uh, indeed in in, uh, making sure uh, they provide a good quality, nutritious uh, food to the children. In terms of the school meals programme, uh, there hadn't been an increase uh, from 2003, so that was for the, the breakfast uh, or for the, the cold lunch or for the dinner option. Uh, so all of those rates have gone up by 25%. The hot school meal, uh, the price for that was set in 2019, and we have cre- increased that uh, by a, a further 10%. We have been engaging with them, and uh, we're happy that this, they'll be able to continue to provide nutritious uh, meals two children based on the rates that we have agreed. Your goal by the end of this decade, what you're setting out today, potentially would all school children, whether they're in primary or secondary, by the end of this decade be eligible for a hot meal? Is that the ultimate plan? That's the ultimate goal, yes. I hope to do the primary schools sooner than 2030. I'd like to say it over the over the, the next uh, four years, starting in, in January of 2024, and then extend it out to the remainder of the secondary schools. Uh, it's the right thing to do, and uh, that is my ambition. And I want to uh, make sure that uh, I will continue to work as hard as I possibly can to make that happen. Minister, while we have you, it has been a tough week for the government with dull votes. Yes, you have won the motion of no confidence. You have seen off as well the challenge to ending the ban on the eviction. But when you're off up to your constituency in the next couple of days, what will you be saying to your constituents who are facing notices to quit from their landlords? Yeah, well, it hasn't been an easy week and this is not an easy situation uh, for anybody. It's it's difficult, it's challenging, uh, but I just want to be clear, we, we don't want to see anybody in homelessness and uh, the government is working relentlessly to tackle the housing crisis. We are making uh, progress uh, and 30,000 homes were completed last year and that's an increase of over 45% compared to pre-pandemic figures. 6,000 social homes in the last quarter of 2022 and over 1,500 local authority properties refurbished in just uh, three months. Uh, so we are uh, we're committed uh, to improving the supply and that's what it's all about, increasing supply. The eviction in ban the meantime, ends starting on Saturday, April the 1st, and there are people who will be getting that notice to quit from their landlord. What do they do? What do they do up in Cavan Monaghan? Yeah. Yeah, well, what, what, what people will do is, uh, obviously, uh, you know, if, if they have to move out of their existing property and they can't find an alternative properly, they need to contact their local authority. That's the first thing. We have uh, given the local authority uh, additional funds uh, in a, to enable them to uh, locate properties that they can uh, convert into residential uh, accommodation to, to assist people. And uh, it's, as I said, it's not easy, it's not nice if you're in a rented accommodation and you, you discover you have to leave. I accept that, but we have supports there. The eviction ban was not working, and that's the fact of the matter. It wasn't working, uh, and it was only going to exacerbate the problem in the long run. And so we, we took, and we don't make these decisions lightly. And uh, we took this decision, and as I said, we are uh, resourcing the local authorities to help them to ramp up the supply that that we need uh, in order to address this problem. And just finally, on that, Minister, in the next couple of months, we are going to see the notices for quitting for people. It is going to pick up. Have you and the government decided, look, regardless of how high that number gets, regardless how high the homeless number gets over the next few months, there will be no U-turn on this decision? Yeah, as I said to you, uh, this 
this, uh, the ban uh, on evictions wasn't working. Uh, we're taking other measures as well. We want to, we need a balance in any market. We need a supply of private houses. We need social housing, and we also need um, houses that are available for rent. Because not everybody wants to own their house. So these are all options. We have different needs at different times in our lives, and so that we have the right balance there. Uh, and that's what government is working towards. We are working extremely hard. It's a priority for us. And I know that some people come forward with these simplistic solutions. It's not as simple as it may sound to some people. But what we really, really have to do is we have to increase the supply of houses. We're doing that through a number of different measures. For example, in my own department uh, of rural affairs, we, uh, we, we look at uh, Town Centre first. We're looking at how we can um, uh, convert and repurpose uh, old buildings into 21st century use. Uh, in terms of the Department of Housing, you have the Cree Conaha Fund, and that's allowing people to... Uh, avail of a grant of uh, up to 30,000 or indeed up to 50,000 in some cases uh, to convert an old property back uh, into use, bring them back. There's a lot of stock out there uh, and for whatever reason it's not being used and uh, it's serviced because uh, it's got water and uh, electricity obviously convenient to it, especially if it's in a town. And we are trying to incentivise people to come back and live in the centre of towns. I've been spending a lot okay. of money on public realm, whether it's upgrading uh, the wa- or the, 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 the amenities, whether it's the parks uh, or the local playgrounds. So we make our towns um, more attractive places to live in. OK, Minister for Social Protection, Heather Humphreys, thank you very much for joining us on The Last Word. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.